good morning, Leo. Let us wait uh, two more minutes uh, for other folks to join. Thank you. Hey, William, good morning. Uh, let's give one more minute for other folks to join. Hey, good morning, Amanda. Uh, I'm going to get started in 30 seconds. Okay, I'm going to get started. Good morning, everybody. Uh, Today is October the 9th, 2022. And uh, today's episode is uh, is the I call it the Dobbs decision episode three. One the reason I want to wait this long to do this episode is that I want to talk about the abortion and the assisted suicide. The two topics to me is the same. So I literally was waiting and hoping that for my own selfish purpose to find a physician being charged in some of those. Uh, abortion banning states that the, you know, the physician assisted a murder of a human being. I, you know, I was hoping that will be interesting. And uh, however, something has happened uh, about this uh, morality police in Iran, and uh, which prompt me to think whether our US Supreme Court is also the morality police of a Christian nation. So that's why today's topic is the Supreme Court 
is the morality police from your womb to your tomb, meaning for all the women's, your womb is a matter of the court, of the government. And about your tomb, the way you choose how to die when you're facing terminally ill illnesses is also depend on how government think. Uh, to me, these are morality matters, not legal matters. So today's episode, I'm going to break it up by some news update. And I'm going to invite some folks to speak after news update. And I'm going to do my introduction. Introduction is about moralities from the religious teaching, followed by this segment. I called it, excuse me, the following by the segment, I called it the doctors don't want to get prosecuted for providing happiness to abortion patients or terminally ill patients. And then the following, the segment next is I'm thinking about talking about crowdsourcing a revolution. Uh, I'm thinking about whether there should be a church called the Church of Happiness Pursuers. You know, we want to make it real. We want to make a real church. And whether we can get away by being a member of the church, whether we can get away from this uh, ban on alcohol, ban on abortion, ban on marijuana, ban on assisted suicide shit. And after that, so just to give everybody some hope, despite all the uh, all this government intrusion our, our, upon our liberties, uh, I want to talk about science as a uh, as a tool for human to to pursue happiness. And then I'm going to conclude today's episode by talking about a phenomenon, a practice called the sky burials in Tibet, China. Sky burials, how the Tibetans treat their dead. So I'm gonna talk about the news update and I'm going to accept uh, Brady as a caller, okay? So since last time we, uh, last show, uh, we have some happenings. Uh, the first one is uh, the gathering at the DOJ yesterday for Julian Assange. Uh, I watched Scott Ritter made a speech on YouTube. And uh, Scott Ritter, to me, is 100% total patriots. And uh, uh, I cannot say enough about this guy. You know, And he made a great speech yesterday on behalf of Julian Assange. I did not talk too much about Julian Assange for the reasons that Julian Assange is not even a U.S. citizen. So I don't want to talk about persons or matters when it's not within the jurisdiction of our court. Uh, however, for wh whatever Scott said yesterday, I do have a little beef with him. He cited in front of the DOJ in Washington, D.C., the U.S. versus New York Times in 1971 about the publication of the Pentagon's paper. So, and, uh, you know, according to Scott Ritter, that particular case should have determined that Julian Assange did not commit any crime. What he did is totally for the publication of government criminal conduct. Okay, 
Here, I have to disagree a little bit with the Scott Ritter for the reasons that historically, yes, New York, uh, U.S. versus New York Times is a landmark case. But however, ch things changed afterwards. In my last episode, I mentioned in 2005, New York Times was given the opportunity to publish NSA surveillance activities, which is totally illegal and criminal. But New York Times declined to publish that. In, in, well, you have to wait till eight years afterwards when Edward Snowden went to a British press to blow the whistle. The British press, remember. So, because I'm certain, had the Edward, had Edward Snowden approached the New York Times to publish his material, New York Times will decline again. Because, like I said again, in the original U.S. versus New York Times in 1971, New York Times' own lawyers resigned. Resigned. So what I'm trying to make this point is, remember this uh, Washington Post, what, their slogan is uh, democracy dies in darkness? Well, the mainstream media today is the darkness. The mainstream media will never publish something like Julian Assange, Edward Snowden's doing, because they are all in the cahoots with the deep, deep state. So I want to, you know, make that clear. The second is that, you know, I want to remind everyone about Julian Assange. Among those government charges against someone for espionage offenses, including Donald Trump, Julian Assange, Edward Snowden, or that, the court never clarified whether the government has alleged specifically which country the U.S. is at war with and whether the defendant of these uh, criminal cases has fed national defense information to the enemy state. The, big, the best example I have is this uh, Thomas Drake, who is a high-level executive of NSA. He leaked documents to a, a Baltimore Sun reporter alleging fraud, waste, and abuse by the NSA. Not even the surveillance, the fraud, waste, abuse by the NSA. He was charged with Espionage Act offenses. Go figure. All right. So, 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 so that's that. And the second piece of news I want to talk about is uh, Hunter Biden, my favorite. As I have said, Hunter Biden and I are under, the, uh, are under investigation by the same FBI field office, which is the field office in Baltimore, under the same DOJ offices, which is the Department of Justice, Department of Justice for the District of Delaware. Okay, Hunter Biden is my best buddy by law, not in law, by law, because I have the strongest 14th Amendment claims against the US government for what Hunter Biden has been doing and what I have done. As I always said, I have done nothing illegal. But I, I want to bring up Hunter Biden again is that, as another calling host said, lawfare is a warfare by lawyers. 
I'll tell you, when I once called in to this lawyer, her name is Amy Vanderpool. Uh, her handle I'm calling is She Ro, S H E R O. I called her, she is a lawyer, and her mother is a judge, a retired judge from Nevada. I called her about the Hunter Biden's case, and uh, Amy Vanderpool told me straight, say, no, Hunter Biden will not be charged because he did not commit any crime. That's her words. This is a lawyer. Based on all the public knowledge, she insisted that Hunter Biden did not commit any crime. That itself just showed that lawyers are politicians. Judges are politicians. As I always said, the courts are a political tool, not a venue for justice. And uh, so that's the news update I want to, and I'm going to take Brady as a caller. Go ahead, Brady. Nice to meet you, Peter. This is amazing. Your topics and your angles are like right on point, man. This is all so pertinent. And a lot of people have a hard time understanding the connection between Hunter Biden and a lot of the other larger issues we're facing, but they are intricately connected. And it was uh, something new happened in, uh, I think you're probably going to get to it. Uh, there were some recent revelations in Hunter Biden's laptop that caused Joe Biden to come out with this federal restructuring of cannabis laws or whatever. <laughs> yes, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. I, I, I chuckle because I will tell you some st a story. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I know you've probably got some interesting stuff going on, but I, I was just uh, posting some, I was on Facebook, I was a little bit distracted, honestly, but what were you just saying about the same uh, FBI field office investigating you that is investigating um, Hunter Biden? You're being investigated by the same field office you mentioned, and then I've, I, I missed the last half of that, I'll admit. <laughs> yes, yes, that is true. So talking about the marijuana law, because today I'm going to talk about it, right? Just remember, Hunter, uh, Joe Biden's the other son is the attorney general for the state of Delaware. So think about how many black people he locked up pursuing his father's, uh, what is it called? 1994 crime bill? Bill? Exactly. My marijuana bill? Right? Talk, whatever you talk about, this is just like injustice at the, at, you know, best exposed, right? So, yeah, I, uh, yeah, th th there's a lot because I'm going to talk about our marijuana later. So, yes, absolutely. The, uh, uh, what am uh, I trying to say? Yes, uh, both Hunter Biden and I myself are currently being investigated by the same field office of the FBI, with the exception of this. Despite Hunter Biden's China dealings, by the way, I'm not against Hunter Biden's uh, business activity with the Chinese person or Chinese government or Chinese companies. The problem is this, he made millions, if not billions of deals with China, Ukraine, and all that. And he, everything you heard about Hunter Biden is this, he is never investigated under this thing called the China Initiative by the DOJ. The same DOJ that Scott Ritter and a bunch of other folks are protesting about Julian Assange. He was never investigated. I just being have a Chinese last name. 
the FBI would knock on my door at a moment's notice, wanting all my laptops, all my uh, smartphones, all my electronic devices. They seized 125 pieces of electronic devices. Before Hunter Biden's laptop, what's their attitude toward Hunter Biden's laptop? They wish that it never happened. So, so that in a nutshell is the today's news uh, update. Uh, I'm going to now go into the, uh, the uh, topic for today. So this part episode is really inspired this uh, called the guidance patrol about wearing hijab in Iran. You know, I do not know enough about the cause of the death of this poor Iranian woman, because someone said that she just has some medical condition. So she collapsed, you know, apparently, you know, definitely under tremendous stress by this morality police, you know. So I do not know too much about that. So I don't want to comment too much about that. However, the fact that there is a morality police under Sharia law in Iran compels me to compare that to the, our United States. Because we are a Christian nation, right? Especially those white Christian nationalists believe so, right? So it seems to me the United States Supreme Court is a morality police also. Uh, when I did the Dobbs episode one or two, someone called in and you know he expressed his uh, extreme concern that this country is turning into a Christian nationalist country. I agree with him, you know, because he, in his opinion, the court is a theocratic court. And I kind of agree with him. So that's why I want to talk about that today. Because uh, like in the, in the, in the topic of uh, assisted suicide, it's the, the court's ruling is in, totally in sync with the uh, Roman Catholic teaching about uh, you know, whether people is, should be allowed to choose how to die, especially where they are, they are, they are, they are terminally ill, and also on the issue of abortion. So what I observed is this, it's actually from YouTube. So in this uh, YouTube episode, uh, this is uh, by a Chinese uh, uh, government's TV, but it's about uh, touring Russia. Uh, they, the, the reporter, a female reporter, visited a city in Russia called uh, Kazan, K-A-Z-A-N. So this city is supposed to be a third largest city uh, if not the third most important city in Russia. Uh, I have talked a great deal about uh, this uh, 1826, uh, the moral and the political chart of the inhabited world, which is to me is the original critical race theory. In that particular map, it's a world map, Russia is uh, labeled as a Tatar's territory. So, Kazan, this city, is, below, uh, is the capital city of a republic of a Tatarstan. So basically, Tatars are considered to be savages under, by this map made by Anglo-Saxon Christians. So this uh, female reporter is visiting this uh, city, a great city, has a mixture of religions and cultures. So she visited a mosque called the Q Sharif Mosque, K-U-L-S-H-A-R-I-F, 
Pearl's Sharif Mosque. Before she has entered the mosque, she is asked to wear a headpiece. That could be called a hijab or something else, but she's required to wear that before she can enter that, that building. The second spot she visited is called the Sviyask Assumption Monastery. It's a Christian, uh, Orthodox Christian church. It's a monastery. This female reporter is also required to wear a headpiece before entering that church ground. So that just gave me some kind of a indications that it's interesting. All these religious teachings, morality rules, is applied to women. Oh, was that odd? Again, abortion, by the way, is, you know, the pregnancy is caused by two genders. But for some reason, in the Christian teaching, it's entirely upon the women to deal with the pregnancy. Right? It's always upon the women. I said, that's interesting. I kind of want to know. Because I want to know whether in, because I'm not a religious, religious person. I'm sorry. You know, I know I'll be burning in hell when I die. I'm, I'm ready for it. The, uh, so my question is, is that, is really men are considered closer to God than women are? It seems to be the case both in the Islam and the, the Christianity. You know, Bill and, uh, oh, sorry, William and I last time talked about the uh, sexual abuse of minors by the Catholic Church priests, Catholic priests. I was always, I told uh, William, I was always wondering, it's very easy to prevent sexual abuse of minors by a priest by instituting a policy that you have to have a nun present when a priest wants to talk privately to a boy. Because the priest can only talk to a boy privately about some religious teaching. You know, you don't want to leave them alone, to alone, because that things could happen. And it did happen in a pretty massive, you know, massive scale, right? So I don't understand why the nuns, the females in this church are not allowed to be present when the priests are with the boy. And also I, I certainly noticed that, you know, not all the Christian churches are, are the same because I know some churches of women can, be, can become a priest. But I, I know in the Roman Catholic church, I don't think a woman can be a priest. So if a gender discrimination is a part of the practice by a church, is that religious freedom allowed under the First Amendment? These are my questions. Again, these are all these are not matter of law. These are all matter of morality. How you wear your headpiece for women. Why men are not required to wear something. These are all matter of morality, not law, right? So I just want to, you know, remind everyone is that, that the, the, uh, the court's rulings, you know, on abortion and on assisted suicide, it all seems to me coming from a church, a uh, 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 teaching from, from, from a particular religion, which troubles me. So here, you know, I'm going to just go back to this Alito opinion.
In Alito, in his draft opinion, he invoked the eminent common law authority, including Sir Matthew Hale, to show how abortion was viewed historically not as a right, but as a criminal act. Quote, two uh, treatises by Sir Matthew Hale, Sir Matthew Hale, likewise described abortion of a quick child who died in the womb as a great crime and a great misprision, end quote. We are talking about the womb of a woman. In the assisted suicide, just in case you do not know, the Supreme Court, U.S. Supreme Court, the federal court, is against assisted suicide. In that, very interesting, the court found that assisted suicide had been frowned upon for centuries, and a majority of the states had a similar bans on assisted suicide. Rehnquist, the former chief justice, found that English common law penalties associated with assisted suicide, particularly significant. For example, at early common law, the state confiscated the property of a person who committed suicide. So remember this, both in the Alito decision on abortion and the Rehnquist reasoning of suicide, they all go back to Britain. But I thought the liberty, Americans' liberty, is a result of a breakaway from the British moral authority. British, British have no moral authority over us whatsoever. We may have the same church, but we don't have the same legal or moral authority. We, we may have the same Christian church. So that's take me all the way back to the church again. Because I think the old English law is following the church's teaching. There and then, the separation of a church and the state is not a thing for the British. Right? It's not a thing for the British. It is only when we establish our independence, we declared it's an, an, an alienable right to pursue happiness. Right? And this is where we, we declare that, uh, that, that you know, the church has, has to be for, uh, separate from the, the state. So why these Supreme Court justices always want to go back to this British moral authority? As I said before, the biggest influencer, British influencer during that time is John Locke. L-O-C-K-E, not Sir Matthew Hale. John Locke is not appointed uh, sir by the kingdom, by the king. He is just a philosopher, I think. So, 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 so that is the introduction I want to do is that it seems to me all these decisions, both the decisions on Dobbs, both the Dobbs decision and multiple decisions on the assisted suicide are entirely a moral question, morality question, not a question of law. So that is the uh, introduction.
Uh, let me uh, just uh, preemptively invite some folks to speak, so in case they want to speak, okay? So I'm going to uh, invite Amanda, excuse me, my calling app is not responding. There you go. So now I'm going to go to the next segment. The next segment is about the doctors. I read, uh, basically what happens is this. Uh, this episode three of the Dobbs decision, I specifically wanted to talk about the doctors because as soon as the Dobbs decision was announced, because I work in the healthcare settings, uh, just in case you don't know, I instantly find out that the, the hospitals and clinics are started to look into the past abortion procedures, medications that have, they want to assess their risk and the liabilities if something went if something goes you know against them against their practice right so 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 with that you know i want to just do this segment called the doctors don't want to be prosecuted for providing happiness to abortion patients or terminally ill patients because all they do is to alleviate pain and sufferings, right? You know, if a woman wants to pregnant, uh, terminate a pregnancy, of course, I'm pretty sure all the doctors are recommending if you want to terminate a pregnancy, you want to do it as early as possible, right? They, they know this with no ill, no Ill will. They did this not because they want, they want to kill a human being, whether that human being is a fetus or whether that human being is a terminally ill cancer patient. But somehow our government wants to get involved, really, really wants to get involved. They want to get into your womb and they want to get into your tomb. That's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. If we are the people who have unalienable rights to pursue happiness, then no court decision should stop us to do so. Terminating a pregnancy is not a matter of law. It's like I said in my past episode. People is going to have sex, sexes. That's the natural law. No law can prevent people to have sex. When you have sex, there's always a, you know, a probability you'll get pregnant. It's a, it's a natural, it's a, it's a natural conduct that cannot be alienated by a, by, by a, by a law or by a court's decision, right? You know, when it comes to pregnancy, unless we made a law to designate a fetus personhood, unless a fetus, a fetus is considered legally a person, before we can do that, the court has no jurisdiction. Have you heard? No, I'm not trying to say a fetus is an animal. So I'm just saying, unless there is a law saying a fetus is a person, the court has no jurisdiction. You know, you have never heard, okay, I'm going to bring a lawsuit. Uh, the, 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 the plaintiff of this lawsuit is my, my dog, Jackie. Jackie is not a person. Jackie is a dog. Yeah, because terminating a pregnancy is really a matter of morality. And religions, you know, different religions have extremely strong stances on the issue of abortions 
and assisted suicide. In the matter of in is assisted suicide, the patients are full-grown adults, right? They these adults they are they are well educated, they're competent. In the clear mind, they sometimes give a so-called something called advanced the uh, advanced directive, meaning they give a advanced notice to the doctors and nurses. When certain things happen, they want something to be done and not be done. It's called the advanced directive. And you know, they want to pursue happiness by physician-assisted suicide. What's wrong with that? They're not bothering anyone. They're down in the privacy of a patient, uh, of a hospital room or clinic. In this case, you know, they have the full personhood that they do not need any law to prohibit them doing that. It's like drinking alcohol, using marijuana. In the circumstances, they, they want to be happy, they're not bothering anyone. Why, the, why it needs to go to a court? Forget that. It does not, unless the church says so. Right? So I want to go back again. He's saying that both in the Dobbs decision and if you look up, I think the decision uh, about the assisted uh, suicide is this. It's called the Washington versus Glucksburg. That is, if you go read it, it's interesting is this. In both decisions, the Supreme Court goes back this term called the, 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 the right has to be, the liberty interest must be deep rooted in the English common laws. That's what uh, Justice uh, Rehnquist said. Similar to what Judge, uh, Justice Alito says, it must be deep rooted in the English common law. Again, my problem is this. A lot of those liberty stuff, a lot of those liberty interests isn't prohibited by the English common law. We are considered rebels under the English common laws. Why in the world do you want to just always go back there to draw that moral authority or even legal authority? So to me, quite often in these two cases, at least, the English common law is against the liberty interests of Americans. So I said this because, uh, because uh, I mean, healthcare, so I follow this kind of stuff. I know of uh, about this uh, Dr. Jack Kavorkian in either Washington state or Oregon state. I know about him and his practice a long, long time ago. Back then I was young. You know, I thought I can live forever, but now I'm old. I work in the, I work in the healthcare. I kind of, you know, someday, somehow, you know, I might get cancer. I might get cancer that, uh, that's so bad, even modern medicine cannot cure. When that happened, absolutely, assisted, uh, a physician assisted suicide is one of the alternatives I should consider. Uh, by the way, there are other alternatives. I want to talk about this is this. As uh, recently as in September, uh, two women from Arizona by the name of uh, Lila Amori, A-M-M-O-U-R-I, their sisters, and Susan Frazier, 
One is 54 years old, the younger one is 49 years old. Uh, their sisters, they flew to Switzerland and they received the service of assisted suicide. Switzerland, in Switzerland, it's illegal to do that. Uh, also, I know this uh, very famous uh, French uh, director, a very creative one by the name of, uh, I'm sorry, I, I only remember his, uh, you have to Google him. Uh, I don't even remember his last name now. Uh, he recently also died at the age of uh, 98 or something in the 90s, but he also died from a, from a physician-assisted suicide in Switzerland. He is a Swiss-French citizen. Uh, this director is quite a revolutionary character because uh, I did not know he actually made a French move, documentary movie called, uh, uh, I don't know how to say in French, but it means the Chinese. It's a very hilarious movie, very revolutionary movie. But these are three recent incidents of assisted, physician-assisted suicide in Switzerland. Just shows that America is actually not the freest country. Not the country where the, uh, the, the liberty to pursue happiness is guaranteed, right? So that just, you know, troubles me. I know uh, I'm gonna talk about uh, quite a number of states has uh, uh, legislations, uh, laws permitting physician assisted suicide, uh, assisted suicide, I'm gonna talk about later. So uh, that's, that, that's the end of this segment. I just say doctors, they're just providing services for people who are in the process of pursuing their happiness which is an inalienable right alien. according to our constitution. Yes, go ahead, Brady, you want to talk? I'm done with the second yeah, one. Just, go ahead. Just, mm -hmm. like, just, just to add to assisted suicide, um, but also end-of-life care involving psychedelic therapy, I think is super important as well, because that could yes. actually extend the quality of someone's life to the point where mm -hmm. they might not even, they might opt out of suicide, you know? Yep, yep. Because in this country, as we know, I heard that in this country, people are very depressed for some reason. You know, I've talked a lot about the racial oppression that did cause mental illnesses in African-American communities. I know it for the first hand because I know someone who does this line of work in West Virginia. You know, I heard this term called the suicide by, suicide by cops. Some people, they are so mentally unstable, they know if he bring a gun in front of a cop, a cop will shoot him. So they do this something called suicide by cops. They intentionally bring a firearm in front of the cop. Go ahead, Amanda. Peter, I wonder if part of what's happening with the morality, and I don't, I haven't really explored this much further, but it occurred to me that both assist, I appreciate that you linked these two because um, assisted suicide, abortion, whatever you think about when a person's life begins and when it should end, I think the commonality there is death and maybe the people legislating for morality is partly because they don't like death, like save me from death. I don't want anybody to die because that means I have to die. Right. 
or I yep. might not have been born if this is a thing. I might not have been born if abortion was a thing because I don't know if my parents would have been. You know what I mean? They're yep. trying to the, deny death. It feels yeah, like. The, 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 common, the commonality is the church's teaching. That's how I look at it. Because, uh, like I said, on the abortion issue, you really have to define a fetus as a person. Because a, a, a Mexican uh, wandering around in Mexico has nothing to do with the U.S. court because the U.S. court has no jurisdiction over that Mexican person. Right? Because he's not a person under the jurisdiction of a U.S. court. Now, is a fetus, you know, again, I'm not trying to get into the viability testing uh, thing yet for, for other reasons, okay, for other reasons. But I'm just saying, unless you define the fetus is a person, then there's no law regulating that, no law to protect that, right? Also, you know, going back to what I said earlier is that it seems to me both Islam and the Christianity discriminate against women. They come up with these morality rules only on women. If a pregnancy is caused by a man and a woman, where is that man? Right? Now, again, I'm not trying to get anyone in trouble because I do know the privacy of a man is to have a supreme protection under the Constitution of the United States. But not a woman's privacy, apparently. Right? So, so to me, that's, uh, that's the commonality. So I'm going to move on to the, this concept, talking about the leading a revolution. Should there be a church of happiness pursuers? In other words, I got this idea from, because I'm a big uh, Vietnam War buff. Uh, oh, Amanda, could you uh, mute your phone, uh, your, your, your mm. mic? Mm -hmm. Sorry. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I got unmuted, my bad. That's all right. So now I'm going to the next segment. It's called the Church of Happiness Pursuers. I made this up, okay? I have to admit that first. I have to admit that first. So the, I'm a big uh, Vietnam War buff. So I'm aware of this uh, phenomenon called the conscientious objectors against the Vietnam War draft. These are the folks actually a lawsuit in the court saying under their religion they are against the war and they are not going to they should not be drafted okay so the court actually there's a multiple cases the one i know is one in maryland i think there's another one probably in massachusetts back then the court actually i think uh, uh, muhammad ali is one of them too if i'm not mistaken the court actually, in those cases, examined the sincerity of the plaintiff because they are suing against the government, saying the government has no rights to draft them in violation of their religious belief. Okay? Their religion does not believe in wars. They are pacifists. Okay? The court actually carefully examined the sincerity of their religious belief. And they make certain rulings. I do not know exactly what the rulings is and know that. So that gave me an idea. Say, should that be under the First Amendment, 
Should there be a church of happiness pursuers? You know, we the member of this church called the church of the happiness pursuers hold a sincere belief that human beings are created equal and by God with an unalienable right to pursue happiness without harming other people. These are natural born rights. No law should deprive, no government, no courts, no police should deprive of. I want to bring this up is this, is that, well, this church is, the member of the church should be protected by the, by the First Amendment rights, first of all. And second, because of our religious belief, we religiously believe we have the unalienable rights to pursue happiness. That's prescribed by the Founding Fathers in the Declaration of Independence. We sincerely believe that. Therefore, you know, we need not to wear a hijab under certain religious teaching. We need not to refrain from premarital sex according to religious teaching. We need not to obey any abortion bans as long as we, we keep it private and not bothering anyone. We have the unalienable rights to pursue, to, to, to receive a physician assisted termination of our lives as we see it as a part of a pursuit of happiness at the very end. That's our first amendment rights. That's what, that's a religion we practice. It's not like an Islam. It's not like a Christianity. Peter, I we feel shall... like you're just, oh, I hate to interrupt you, but I was just going to say, like, I feel like you're just saying everything that I'm thinking at all times. Like I actually started a new religion a few years, like a year ago <clears throat> called the global dojo of Scientology. And it's uh -huh. very much along the same lines of what you're talking about. Do you want to join my church? Again, <laughs> <laughs> okay, these are crazy thinking after this Dobbs decision. Uh, I talk about it, uh, this Dobbs decision in the past is that the pursuit of happiness is written in the words. That's the, called a deep rooted Americanism. It is compatible with the British law, right? But you know, as you know, Brady, the only reason I know I bring this up as a, a, a prop, whatever you call it, is this: is that first of all, it was a tactics used by the folks such as Muhammad Ali and other conscientious objectors against the Vietnam War. It was used. You know, I actually believe, again, I'm not trying to demeaning any religious belief and churchgoer whatsoever. You know, you know, because sometimes when I talk to my friends about the, uh, about this fact that uh, a lot of police are Irish, Italian, Catholics, and a lot of black folks uh, belongs to a Baptist church. I was like, you see, these two group of people, they read the same book called the Bible. But how come they don't get along? My conclusion is that MLK very wisely have used organized religion to seek equal treatment under the Bible. It's all happened to be also under the law, but it's for the Bible. 
we don't know whether I mean, actually, I shouldn't say we don't. I, this past Friday, I think 10 days ago, I went to a neighborhood barber. The, you know, I, I change barbers only when the barbers move on to a better job. So I recently ended up with a neighborhood barber, a barber literally in the African-American neighborhood. So, you know, I, this barber happened to be a pastor. He has a church. So I asked him, he said, is, is Jesus Christ really white or black or what? Well, the answer unanimously there is uh, no, that Jesus Christ is not white. So what I'm trying to go back to this, I think it's a great thing that MLK used organized religion to say under the Bible, all men are created equal. What African American has suffered and other racial minorities have suffered is not according to the Bible, not, you know, let, let alone uh, under the law, right? So that's why, you know, so to answer your, so it's a long answer to your question, Brady, uh, I'm bringing this up as a, a prop, right? A proposition for, for the purpose of, of the, well, you know. I'm making the, the dojo happen, man. I'm looking for a location. Uh, I'm starting the church up today. Um, I have, like you mentioned, a lot of Americans suffer from uh, depression, psychological issues. Uh, a lot of that, it's a, there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, one is their diet. Uh, two is environmental pollution, toxins that we're exposed to, whether it be um, think medicines that were prescribed for our anxiety that are actually toxic themselves. And then also just the circumstances of our culture and environment that kind of make us a bit crazy. I think the perfect antidote to that is, you know, use of cannabis and psychedelics. Um, mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. that uh, I have a friend of mine who's, who's just gone completely off the rails and I want to raise some money to make her my guinea pig and, and get her some psychedelic therapy and see how it works on her. And mm -hmm. not only mm -hmm. psychedelic therapy, there's something called transcranial magnetic stimulation. And that's where you use magnetic waves to repair damaged pathways in the brain and it's super effective very low side effect um you it takes about six to twelve sessions to be effective it is a little expensive right now it can be made much cheaper um and uh some insurance covers it but not all insurance covers it but it's super effective and it gets people off of the antidepressant medication hundred uh, percent and back to a normal life um, works great. Um, we need to be pursuing it more. And I would add psychedelics and that therapy to the global dojo of Scientology and have like, have both of those things accessible to people like on a, on a neighborhood scale, like where we have a church, we should have free clinics, you know? Yeah. I mean, Bray, I'll tell you, I hope this, uh, you know, I, I'm a big believer in the civil liberty, right? Uh, you know, I strong, you know, I believe the deep state must go, must be destroyed. I believe NATO must be destroyed. I consider NATO is the deep state, the international version. And uh, what you're advocating, I hope it will turn into some kind of a civil libertarian movement. Uh, you know, that the rights of the people to pursue happiness should never be alienated by any law, by any police, by any courts. You know, that is, you know, you know, what I want to, you know, what I want to, uh, 
you know, w w or what I want to, I want okay. to when it comes happen. You, you, I'm sorry, <laughs> I keep, I keep running into you. Um, but you mentioned how Hunter Biden's laptop information. Oops, my bad, uh, Brady. I accidentally take you off. Just uh, please call, call back in, okay? Uh, uh, let me. Let, let me let me do this, you guys. Uh, let me continue on with the next segment because I think you will like the next segment. I just want to on the per, on the pursuit sure. of happiness. I just wanted to quickly say on pursuit of happiness. Um, so a, a story that I heard that I don't know if it's true, and I can't remember who where I got it from, like maybe class or not. But but pursuit of happiness when they were drafting the Constitution started out as being property so that it was um, the pursuit of um, yep. life, yes. liberty, and property. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I, I join your church of happiness. I just wanted to add that little piece in there because I think it can be an interesting piece of information if anybody doesn't know it. Yes, the founding fathers, in my opinion, they follow a lot of those so-called natural laws, meaning they, they really hate the British authority, moral and legal. They follow the nature. They observe what the nature is happening. They consider that to be alienable. You know, like I said, having sex is natural conduct. You know, you cannot have any, you know, law to ban that, period. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't want to digress, but let me go back to this. Uh, let me go back to this, uh, uh, the next segment. Because I, 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 uh, while Brady is doing his uh, church organizing, which I think is a great idea, trust me, Brady, like I said, there should be a church called for the happiness pursuers, okay? It's not only morally good, it is legally sound because it is declared in the Declaration of Independence. It's totally American, 100%. All right, so... I want to go to the, just in case, you know, you get depressed, just in case that you feel that the, the Supreme Court is up to take more of our rights away and all that. Especially on the abortion issues and on the uh, assisted suicide issue. Again, I'm not trying to advocate killing babies and all that. I have always said, it's not for me to judge because a, a woman's private matter rem must, should remain private. That's her unalienable rights. I'm a man. I have no rights over a woman's womb, period. Okay? Not, you know, the government is even further behind me if we have to wait in a line to intervene with another woman, a woman's womb. Okay? So in case, you know, you think the government is getting uncontrollable, uh, uncontrollable uh, you know, on these uh, uh, privacy matters, and the pursuit of happiness matters. I will say this, the science is always for human to pursue happiness. To start with, like I said earlier, both issues, abortion and assisted suicide, goes back to the church. That's why I said it's not a legal matter, it's a morality matter. And the Supreme Court is the morality police. Religious teachings of all flavors, it doesn't matter whether it's a Islam, Christian, whatever, traditionally have all stood against the advancement of science. Why? I'm just guess. Science is always a tool for human to pursue happiness. All right. So a lot of stuff, I mean, again, when that caller told me about this Dobbs decision is an indication of a 
theocracy in America. You know, I was recently worried about that too. I still cannot figure out how alcohol was banned back in the 1920. I think a lot of Muslim countries ban alcohol because they are theocratic countries, but not far behind them is us back in 1920 with this uh, prohibition era, the alcohol was banned nationally. That was like, wow, this government really very Christian. Remember Donald Trump and his children does not drink. Good Christian virtue. I'm not against that. I'm just saying whether it should be a law, whether it should be a morality police out there to regulate this. I'm saying no, right? So you look at all these morality police actions, war drugs, prohibition, as I talked earlier, banning abortions, banning assisted suicide. These are all, you know, Failed. I think they either failed or continue, will, will fail eventually. Right? So, so, for example, in response to the Supreme Court decision on physician assisted suicide, there's a, a whole number of states made laws to legalize physician assisted suicide. Why that happened is because the people, after all, majority of them do believe pursuit of happiness or medically terminate a suffering due to a terminally ill disease or illness is a right of a patient, is a right of happiness pursuers, right? I, I just want to read some of those states. Uh, these are California, Colorado, DC, Hawaii, Montana, Maine, New Jersey, Mexico, Oregon, Vermont, and Washington. Among all these states that I just named, they are all they all have a legalized marijuana. Again, a pursuit of happiness thing. Except Hawaii. For some reason, Hawaii is still banning Hawana, uh, marijuana. But it just shows you when it comes to the pursuit of happiness, these states are actually in sync. You can pursue one happiness in this area, you should be able to pursue happiness in another area. It's an unalienable right. The government has no business of intervening. You're, able, you're also able to pursue mushrooms in Florida, uh, some parts of California, Colorado, and now Canada as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Oregon. Example. Oregon, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, like I said, we have, I, I read this sad news, which I think, you know, I'll just bring up. It, I think it's the same Florida. I guess a group of teenagers, African-American teenagers, black teenagers, are playing some music very loud in a gas station. This white guy, middle age, is upset. So there's some verbal exchange. It ends up a guy pulling a gun, shooting, and all that. That's happened. To me, it's this. You can hear it. If someone wants to play music loud, if it's done in his own house without bothering neighbor, that's not an issue. Loud music, listening to loud music, it's someone's pursuit of happiness, right? But if it's a gas station, maybe there is a jurisdiction by the government to get involved 
because it somehow interfered with this white guy's thing. Of course, this does, this does not justify him pulling a gun, shooting people. But I'm just saying pursuit of happiness is a, an unalienable right from the get-go. Don't even think about how you can stop that. You know, this is what I'm saying. Right. So, so what I want to bring up is that science has always been a tool to pursue happiness. And just been the religious teachings of, of all flavors have traditionally stood against the advancement of science. Because I want to talk about the abortion and the sister suicide again. Okay. I, mean, I want to give all your audience, if you need to use a medication assisted suicide, which medication will be the best? What substance will be best? Best to take you. Say it again. A mixture of DMT and fentanyl. <laughs> yeah, the word I'm looking for is a fentanyl. Based on what uh, I'm not a drug user, I have never used marijuana. I will say most recent, maybe a month ago, I, for the first time, I I understand how marijuana smells because I can see a white kid is using it. This is in Delaware. Marijuana is still illegal. And uh, and uh, what fentanyl is a fabulous suicidal drug by what I read, right? I think uh, Michael Jackson, which I you know admire, I think he was killed because of the fentanyl. Because the fentanyl, I know about fentanyl uh, in 20, 2005, because I'm in healthcare for a long time, doing health research on that. Fentanyl has to be administered with a physician by your bedside. Back then, I was told. Because it was so strong. The potency is so strong. It's like a thousand times stronger than any other painkillers. So, you know, what do you say? Fentanyl is cheap. It's from science. How government stop that? They cannot stop it already. It's all over the places. Then I talk abortion. We already know there's a lot of medication-induced abortions. I will tell you this. The science is so advanced medically these days, right? The scientists can build a drug that put into your body targeting only the cancer cell and to spare other cells. It's called a precision killing in the military term, of cancer cells. You think there will be no science to come up to actually targeting fetus? You bet there will be. I'm pretty sure it's already there. It all depends on how the regulatory environment changes. Because you just cannot stop people to pursue happiness. Okay, so again, I'm not trying to advocate Killing babies. We all know if you want to terminate a pregnancy, you need to do it as soon as possible, as early as possible. There's no doubt about that. We almost everybody morally agree that this should be done in this way. But nobody has a right to tell a woman to say, you cannot do this. Or otherwise, there will be a punishment. Just like what is an Iranian morality police told this woman. You did not wear your hijab correctly. Therefore, you are in our custody. So, so with that, I'm going to conclude. 
this is again by watching YouTube. I probably you know, I find out YouTube is a fascinating place to get those alternative media to get you really educated. Uh, this is maybe uh, two years ago. I watched this uh, phenomenon called the sky burial in Tibet, China. Basically, when a person dies, the proper funeral is to take this person's body with, I think it's within 24 hours, take to the top of the mountain in a designated location where this person's body is cut up, literally cut up in pieces and be fed to the vultures. And there were videos uh, on YouTube showing the entire process. It's extremely gruesome, I'll tell you that. Those are vultures, they are thousands on standby. You can imagine, you know, a human body taken out of a body bag, pale white, and get cut up, chopped off, using all kinds of metal, sharp metal tools, cut into pieces. In a Western country, in this country, this will be considered a kind of abuse of a court. And I personally has never understand why it is done that way. You know, I, first of all, I don't judge Tibetans because I'm a, I'm a Han Chinese. I know, you know, I'm a Americanized. I'm in no position to judge another culture or people in another culture, their practice, right? But I'm very, very enlightened recently that because I follow this, uh, a young and pretty Tibetan girls video uh, log, uh, videos on YouTube. She actually recently, she's very, not only she's pretty, she's smart, she speaks fluent Mandarin. She shows everybody, you know, her Airbnb uh, facilities and, uh, you know, he, he's like a cow girl, literally like a cow girl. She raised cattle, basically. So recently she explained why Tibetans treat through this burial. This way, it is the Tibetans believe that humans in its, his or her entire life, life have been a taker of a mother nature. Basically, human beings has always been consuming what the mother earth has provided, being the sun, being the grass, being the animal, being anything. So it is the most appropriate way for a human to give back to the nature when this human die. And the sky burial is the best way to fulfill that obligation to mother nature. So I find that to be, well, that explains very well. I would not have understand this process. It seems to me is extremely brutal, morally, you know, objectionable, almost, I can almost say that. But I find out, hey, this culture, they have their own explanation. I say this because uh, I think an institution such as a US Supreme Court who judges others with their own morality with our, without our consent of others is both immoral and both illegal and illegal. This kind of institution should be either abolished or altered because we are not a theocracy. We don't necessarily carry each other's moralities, period. 
we can only agree that everyone, regardless of his, his race, his ethnicity, cultural background, national origin, whatever, they have the, an unalienable right to pursue happiness. So to end, you know, I just six. I said, you know, this is the third episode about the Dobbs decision. The Dobbs decision is a morality decision, not a legal decision. The legal decision is actually very simple. The Supreme Court has said, you know, uh, you know, uh, Justice uh, Anthony Scalia has long said in 2012, I believe, that the uh, abortion issue is a state matter, not a federal matter. I disagree with him. But if you think that's true, then a legal majority can just simply say, we're not going to say anything. We just believe this is a state matter. We want to give this back to the state. However, all these talking about the quickening, the Sir Matthew Hales shit, it's a discussion of a morality. It's not a discussion of a law. It's all about the Christian virtual signaling to the state legislators in hope that these 50 states of the United States will also be willing to become a Christian nationalistic state. Now that's what I have problem with. Okay, so with that, you know, that's what I want to say today. William, yes, oh, go ahead. Okay, each one of your segments could be a whole episode, Peter, so I am completely overwhelmed. I appreciate what you're doing. But where do I start? First of all, Julian Assange's accuser, his nickname is Sigs. He's got a, I don't know if it's Danish. It's a very long name. I have a hard time pronouncing. He admitted he lied. And I put the link in the chat, in the beginning of the live chat. So his accuser's a liar. And yet the gov it completely eviscerates the government's case. And yet we still have this outrageous act against him that violates his civil rights. And it's, it's trying to repress, suppress reporters, obviously. It's illegal. Not to mention a lot of people, a lot of other uh, newspapers printed the material he printed. They're not being gone after. So he's been held up as an example, just like Dozinger and civil court and Ecuadorian force issue. So, Okay. So let me go to, there's man's law, natural law, common law, case law, and then there's what a lot of people consider God's law, right? And yep. they often never meet, okay? So we got a lot of issues going on here that uh, make it uh, very complicated. Obviously, I'm for Julian aside. There's some background noise. Oh, sorry, it's me. I, I'm, I'm, I did too much talking. I'm trying to get some water. My apology. Yeah, no problem. I didn't know what was going on. Okay, it was just a little hard to think. Um, okay, because I'm trying to remember everything. Okay, let me go. You touched. All right, all right, all right. Let's talk about God's law for a second. You talked on the Catholic Church for a bit. I put a lot of links in the chat, and. That is a huge subject, but the bottom line is they have canon laws that protect the pedophiles and punish the whistleblowers. And that's in, I've got lots of links in there you could examine. They're called Crimean, C-R-I-M as a Mary, E-A-N as a Nancy, solicitations. And the way that works is if 
they feel bringing scandal on the church is going public, reporting a molesting priest even to authorities. That's a scandal to them, uh, bringing that attention to them. Oh, my God. That is a further federal crime to harbor pedophile uh, felon, felons. So, you know, we, oh, my God. And what is the, what do the courts do about it? Nothing. Yeah, Nothing. this just tells me, I think I told you, uh, William, last time when we talked, is that I have a suspicion that, you know, the course actually is in the cahoots with the, with, uh, with the Catholic Church. Uh, because you know, for the reason, as you know, uh, Lido, you know, when he made his uh, uh, famous decision on Dobbs, he went to a University of uh, Notre Dame Law School, right, where he, he, uh, he literally is a brag about uh, whatever. Remember this. When I attack the U.S. Supreme Court, I attack them intellectually. I attack them saying, look, you want to use this so-called originalism, textualism. Yes, I want you to go back to John Locke, not Sir Matthew Hale. I want you to go to the American independent uh, in, uh, uh, revolutionaries, not those uh, British loyalists, right? So so that is uh, one thing. and. Uh, and uh, and uh, about Julian Assange, uh, I actually was not. I was uh, converting a truck into an RV for the purpose of to traveling around. One thing I want to go is that when Julian Assange got extradited to the U.S., when there will be a trial in the, I think it's in the Northern Virginia, I actually intend to participate in the demonstration uh, because I have this uh, uh, truck converted. I will be able to like live for a couple of days in that truck, uh, you know, just to, you know, stick around there. The, I think that's great, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, so, like I said, every, uh, I just believe the, the court system, the justice system in this country has long been abused and manipulated for the benefit of the ruling classes. That is the bottom line, because the, you know, Going back to Howard Zinn's People's History of the United States, he said he wrote that book for the losers. And of course, this show is for the losers. And, uh, you know, in, in, in the Dobbs decision, clearly they are the losers. Like, you know, the hijab case in Iran. It's okay, women. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> You're really upsetting me here. Every man has responsibility for his semen. And if he gets a woman pregnant, he's a coward and a punk if he doesn't step forward and support that woman any way she needs. Number great, one. Great point. That's yes, great point. Let's stop. Sorry, go ahead, wait. Brady. Go wait. ahead. Go well, hold on. I'm going to hang up. You're going to let him talk. I haven't. He's been talking all this time. It's okay, William. Let, let, we, I, I allow everyone Goodbye. Talk. Go ahead, William. Goodbye. No, we William, go ahead. You're going to let me speak? Go ahead, William. Everyone should allow you to speak. Go ahead. He's had three turns to talk. It's okay, William. Go ahead. Life starts when? The AP poll, most people agree, abortion after the first trimester should be banned. When does life start? I don't know one woman who can get pregnant without insemination. Life is a gift of God, and that life starts when insem 
There's no question that in, upon insemination, once that egg starts to split and attach to the womb, life has begun. And without interruption by abortion or some pill of some sort, it progresses. I don't know one woman who can get pregnant alone or one man who can. Life needs to be protected everywhere. Seniors, any age, any race, everywhere. I stand strongly against all these arguments on the fundamental, you want to call it natural law, God's law, science, however you want to phrase it. That's indisputable. This idea of mass murder of children who have, without interruption, would be born is a crime against humanity, in my opinion. People have their opinion, that's mine. I'm not going to try and convince anybody. So I'm a man, and I'm responsible. I've never gotten a woman pregnant. No one's ever come to me and said, you've got me pregnant. If they had, I would make sure that son and daughter was in my life till they died, naturally. So you can have your yep. opinion. The courts can say what the courts are garbage. The courts do not create any morality or any virtue. They aid and abet, as you fully acknowledge, they abuse power. They aid and abet crimes. The DOJ, the FBI are fully involved. We have a Kathleen McChesney, a former executive director of the FBI, the church hired in 2002 on her, their committee to protect children. They have been, they still have the canon law I described to you intact. Mm -hmm. They also just recently in 2019 lifted the pontifical secrets, another canon law that protect the, the pedophiles. Mm -hmm. They, they mm -hmm. are guilty of raping and forcing abortion on their nuns. I mm -hmm. have all links in your chat on all this. The church Fantastic. is not a measure of morality, nor are mm -hmm. our courts. Mm -hmm. And the problem in this culture, in this society, is that people don't want to take responsibility for their actions and be held accountable. And those who have the power, we have the multi-tier justice system, and they do what to whistleblowers, Julian, Dozinger, any civil attorney who tries to stand up for the rights of the people, of by and for the people. And you know what happened to me for illegal arrest when I tried. This is happens in Corrupticate. It happens all around this country. It happens all around this world. If you're a whistleblower, mm -hmm. you get prosecuted and you get smeared. Okay? Mm -hmm. yeah. Go ahead. So let, let me chime in a little bit, William. So uh, like I've always said that uh, abortion issue is a morality issue. Uh, I will give you another very highly opinion. controversial. That's your opinion, Peter. We're going to differ here. That's your opinion. It's a yes. light, uh, light, right to life issue. That is your opinion. Only your opinion. Yeah, correct. Like I said, uh, the Tibetan sky. Don't state it as a declarative as it's true. I like you, and I have a right to disagree with you. And this is yes. this, we're talking well, life and well, death. Um, William. I, he's not disagreeing with you. He, just take a breath. I'm not. He's, I I'm heard not him all show. William, I'm not disagreeing with you, William. Uh, so please, I want to. What I what I did is that I just want to share with you that uh, there's many controversial uh, uh, issues in our society. Uh, I know of another one. It's called the circumcision. Is uh, among 
very controversial among many, many people, right? What I'm just saying is this. There is a difference with a, whether a court has a jurisdiction over a morality or legal issue. And I'm not disagreeing with it because I use that Tibetan example as a, I think it's the best example I learned recently because I'm a Han Chinese. Han Chinese in China is like white people in America. We are the majority, okay? I, like I said, I watched on YouTube with a shock that how a human body got chopped up. It's, it's in plain sight. I was actually shocked that YouTube allowed this gruesome videos being shown. But I only recently learned from this Tibetan girls, the Tibetan thinking why this is the most appropriate way to dispose a human body. It's not Christian, it's not Muslim, it's entirely Tibetan. It's not for me to judge them, right? So that is my main point. Okay, Peter, so, listen, I agree with you on the right to life, and I'm sorry, the right to take death, because if we're in the wild, death, I'm talking about the uh, assisted uh, suicide, because if it weren't for modern medicine, we'd, a, lot of, a lot of us, I shouldn't say us. Someone in that stage would would die and expire anyway. It's the artificial. People have, of course, non-resuscitation, um, non uh, what do you call it, resuscitation orders they've signed beforehand. But a lot of times that doesn't happen. It, people don't know they're going to end up in that situation. It ends up the hands of the family members. It's a very difficult decision. My sister had to go through this with my mother who had a double aneurysm burst in her head. So the the point I'm trying to make is I agree with that. But, it, but as I said, if you haven't written that down ahead of time, it's going to be in the hands of, you know, uh, of somebody else, your loved ones. And then to torture for them. So, yes, yes. I'm glad you, you're aware of that. Yes. Uh, again, William, I'm, I, I'm the first and foremost to defend First Amendment rights of anyone who speak uh, uh, in contrary to what I believe. Okay. You, you, you probably know KD Helper was canceled recently. Yes. In, by the right, I'm against all those, right? I think I told you before in that disinformation episode, board episode. Now, I I'm a strongest believer in the First Amendment. Okay, that no doubt. So no, again, I I respect you too, and I told you I did it myself. Did a lot of research on the Catholic Church's uh, uh, abuse scandal. So uh, and I appreciate your your comments always and uh, feel free to come you know comment more in the future right, right now make, let, let me let me yeah. let, let me let, uh, let me allow a brady to because i think brady wants to say something uh, go ahead brady. oh he's been insulting me in the text no 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 oh he is he just made okay, a disabled he attacked he insulted me as a disabled person he said disabled people have no value he then went on to. to, to he, I've, I've had, had, I've, I'm, those are strawman arguments, I, I'm William. I'm so upset I, right I, now. This punk. William, uh, this punk. He's a punk. He's a punk. He insulted me, care. a guy who's recovered from a tumor, who's disabled, and said that disabled people had no value, that they should be working. I, it, this guy is a punk. He's a young punk. And he, then he has. Uh, William, 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 no, Peter. No, no, there's right and wrong. There's right and wrong. Read his text chat. Christian. Well, let's let's do this, uh, William. Uh, let's allow. Uh, first of all, 
I hate to see anyone attack each other, especially personally. I'm not attacking. I'm standing up for righteousness. I'm a disabled person who he insulted and disparaged. And then went on to say disabled people have no value if they're not working. But, oh, Bill, but you commit to calling, so maybe it's different. Who the hell are you, Brady? You you uh, obviously didn't have a decent father to teach you any respect. I'm freaking done. If you're going to entertain this punk, I am finished. Please see yourself uh, out the room. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, Sorry, go dude. ahead, Brady. Like, honestly, no, no problem. I have that Brady, effect on people. I think we're going to have a much more interesting conversation now that we can actually <laughs> communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Sorry about ahead, that, Brady. but I think it's for the That's best right. of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead, Brady. Uh, finish your thought. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, he, um, I'm really interested in your perspective as see because I ha- I'm on this really weird precipice and like kind of fence post of like okay, like I love and appreciate Chinese culture and Asian culture so much, and um, I have so much respect and reverence for your people, and I'm so sorry. I have, I'm so embarrassed and ashamed of like my people, like my ancestry, as far as the way that we've treated your people. And I'd really love to see like China and America get along with Russia together in India and like to see all of us really become like real friends, you know? Yes, and people should get really- along. Trust me. I, I'm a peace. I, I'm a pursuer of peace. I, I, I against all wars. Yes. Go ahead, please. I, I could tell that in your voice and not just your voice, but the voice of a lot of people who come from China and, and other parts of the world who just aren't Americans, you know, there's something very, there, there is an American exceptionalism, exceptionalism, you know, we are living in a very privileged bubble here in America and it really affects our psyche. And um, I think a really important part though, of bringing our countries together is the legalization of cannabis in Asian countries like Thailand recently legalized cannabis and they discovered that the feeding cannabis to chickens uh, allowed them to use 10% antibiotics and it actually mm-hmm. increased the quality of the chicken meat so that they actually mm-hmm. sell it at a premium and it's called mm-hmm. ganja chicken. And um, so I think that's a fantastic example of how cannabis legalization is going to work in Asian countries. Mm -hmm. Thailand is such Mm -hmm. a beautiful country, you know, and they're working on mushroom legalization next is actually on the menu next in Thailand. Mm -hmm. So psychedelic Mm -hmm. legalization is right around the corner. And I wonder, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. go ahead. When when did cannabis become illegal in China? I will tell you the about this uh, kind of uh, marijuana. The, I, I'm pretty sure the government of China, they're worried. Again, I don't speak for them because I, I, I think I told everybody. I'm both against the U.S. government and the Chinese government. I just don't like government. Okay, As American, I know our founding father has has the, put the highest suspicion of any form of government. They laid it out just to make sure the people has the rights over the government, not the other way around. But speaking of that, the, the, the Chinese is a entire culturally they are aware of this situation called the Opium War. There's a two Opium Wars, and uh, mm-hmm. so that's pretty much the Westerners forced uh, to uh, the Chinese population. So because of that, I think that China will be continue to be quite strict with that. 
may not it may not be that, as that, 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 that suggests that suggests the Chinese ignorance, and I know the Chinese are not ignorant people, but some of them are. I have to admit, some yeah. Chinese people are ignorant to yes. the real yes. the results of cannabis. You know, cannabis has been a huge part of Chinese medicine for thousands of years. Yes, and then all of a yes. sudden, all of a sudden, mm -hmm. something happened. Something happened, and it was demonized by Chinese people, and then people in China end up believing a lot of really crazy things about marijuana that just are completely untrue. Yeah. Um, so let so me let me explain my personal view. Let me explain my personal view about the drug, like these drugs. Again, I'm for everybody's right to use, uh, you know, even alcohol, tobacco. You know, if you if it keeps you happy, you're not bothering anyone. Go ahead, do it. You know, I'm not no position to tell you not to. I'll just tell you my personal. One uh, talking about terminally ill patients, right? I actually used to live uh, with a physician. I briefly worked in Boston uh, for six months with a you know one of the top four consulting firms, and I have to rent a place there. So I happened to rent a place from this uh, pretty high up research director in a veterans medical organization for the military. Okay, so we had a lot of conversation, you know, about uh, this kind of stuff. So I asked him that, what's your advanced directive if you have a terminally ill this, uh, disease, such as, you know, prostate cancer? And then he told me, Peter, I, I, I already have my thing. He said, you know, maximum amount of morphine under my tongue. Do not resort to any further treatment. That's from a doctor. You know, that's probably what I would follow, too. At least initially, unless the, the you know the pain management cannot uh, stop the pain, right? The uh, so back to your word marijuana. You know, as you probably know, there's a lot of uh, incarceration of African Americans uh, for using marijuana. I've said earlier, you know, Bo Biden, Joe Biden's elder son, is the Attorney General of Delaware. He locked up a lot of people, especially blacks, and. Uh, as I have said before, if you think among the, our population, who is in the deepest needs of some relaxed? You have to be African Americans. Or, or, we lost your audio for a yes, second. Yes, I got an incoming call. Yeah. Yes, I got an incoming call. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so basically, uh, in my past episode, I've said, among our population, which segment will be in uh, deeper needs of some relaxants such as, uh, you know, marijuana and other, you know, recreational drugs. I will say it will be the African Americans and the Native Americans. Okay, For, well, because they are, they have a prolonged, they suffered, you know, prolonged racial oppression in this country. Period. That that's my belief. Believe. They probably it's, is depressed. They I know there's a. Yeah, like a Native American, they suffer alcoholism, right? Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Cannabis is really good for bringing people off of alcohol. Cannabis and mushrooms, especially mushrooms. Cannabis is good for bringing people off of alcoholism, but mushrooms are way better at bringing people off of alcoholism. Like I'm talking like super effective. Like yes, mm -hmm. I can I can look no. the numbers up for you if you want, but they will absolutely blow your mind. No, no, no I, I'm, I'm I'm not here so advocating any drug use, you know, because uh, I said I myself don't use it, but I will use it when there's a medical necessity. 
right? But going back to what uh, we said about China allowing these things, this is also the Chinese belief. The treatment of any disease should be holistic. Okay, someone has a lot of pain, depressed. Is it because uh, they grow up without a father in their home? Is it because uh, they got bullied at school? Then we probably should treat the root cause of that illness, not just treat the symptom. Oh, I know marijuana is a, it's like a pain reliever. It, 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 it treats the symptom, but it does not treat the root cause of the disease. This show, I want to do this show is this. I want to do that's, this. Look, that's, that's true with, I don't know if that's true necessarily. Like when we talk about cancer, you know. Like Correct. I will use cancer. Cannabis yes. is overtly therapeutic to cancer. I will use a cancer example. Especially in conjunction with chemotherapy. Yes, let, let, let me use um, cancer. It actually makes yes, chemotherapy. Let, 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 let me use cancer as an example, okay. Pens in cancer treatment, are, uh, all the variety of a pain management drugs are used, including fentanyl, right? Why we use that is because uh, some chemotherapy, radiation therapy, immunotherapy, it brings pain to the patient. It may damage their will to continue to receive that treatment. As you know, there are a clinical regimen saying for this chemotherapy, you have to do this many doses along this period of time. Say some patient, they are in such a pain, they cannot take it anymore. In that case, you have to give them pain medication, right? It's for that. The pain medication is not to cure the cancer. It's those immunotherapy, radiation, surgery, and the chemotherapy is doing that job, right? So that's what I mean. So go ahead. What I mean. Called anti-angiogenesis, which is a property of cannabis, and that is restricting the growth of new blood vessels surrounding cancer cells. And this is essentially preventing the spread of something that cannabis is overtly doing. And there's something to be said for the endocannabinoid system that we have within our bodies. You know, um, when we smoke cannabis, it kind of gives us the same kind of benefit that we get from long distance running. Mm -hmm. When those endorphins are released, you know, they, they give us the, the runner's high that they talk yeah. about. I'm glad you, you talk about it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. It's an, it's an anti-inflammatory that reduces inflammation within the body as well. So um, when you consider the anti-inflammatory, anti-cancer effects of cannabis, that's great. But beyond that, the, uh, how do you say, psychological effects of cannabis are, I, you just can't, you cannot, um, the benefits just go on forever. You know, you, um, God, I, 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 no, I no. cringe Go ahead. when I imagine the person I would be without cannabis, you know, and I would highly recommend it for yourself whenever you feel like self-initiating. Um, I think it would be really good for the um, people who've never tried it before to at least try it. And here's, here's the mistake a lot of people make with psychedelics and cannabis is a psychedelic. And the common mistake that people make with psychedelics is they take way too much their first time. It freaks them out and then they never want to do it again. Mm -hmm. And okay, sure, maybe it's not meant for people who are that ignorant. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Maybe it's its own way of self-policing itself as a very intelligent kind of design of nature. Mm -hmm. But um, I recommend your first time doing any of these things. You start very slow with a very small amount, and then you just very slowly add more as you feel is necessary and you, you know, 10, 20, 30 minutes in between doses before you crank up again. Mm -hmm. you know. I, uh, uh, with that, 
advice in mind. Um, it's a pleasant experience for everyone, and I'll pass the mic. Okay, I appreciate uh, your input. So uh, just, uh, I, I think I want to close this pretty soon. Uh, oh, by the way, William, I'm going to get uh, uh, in contact with you on your show or the next uh, 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 next Sunday. The uh, I just want to close by this is that what Brady just suggested. Uh, I have talked about in the past. First of all. Uh, he talked about the, the runners, uh, those who runs as their hobby, uh, they use the cannabis to, you know, improve the enjoyment of their running. That's the exact example is that people should have the right to pursue their happiness. When, you know, when they use this marijuana or cannabis to enhance their enjoyment without bothering anyone, they're not like a flying an airplane or something then they should be allowed to do that. There's no law should ban that, right? Second is this, for all the advice that uh, Brady has just gave it to me, I already already get some kind of advice. Again, when I was living in Boston with this uh, doctor and his uh, families, we talk about the drugs. We talk about the drug use. You know, his opinion is very straightforward. That the drug, all drugs should be legalized. It should be all prescribed under the advisement of physicians to a patient. The drug users should all be treated as a patient, but just a human being who need those kind of a pain management medications. So if you legalize that, you, there will be no drug crime per, for crying out loud. You know, we can grow our own, America can grow our own cocaine or marijuana or fentanyl or whatever, okay? There will be no shooting or drug dealings out there doing this shit. Right, so 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 you know, and and those there's a garden variety of drugs, mushrooms, whatever. They all should legalize. Have the physician doctors to be trained on the effectiveness and on different diseases, so they can be utilized. You know, as a part of the pursuit of happiness. Right, so so I did have heard that, and which I agree. So, so so once again, whether you you should use drugs or not whether you should use a dr uh, alcohol or not, at what age, all these are morality questions. They should not be considered legal questions. As long as using these things are not bothering anyone else, are not infringing upon another person's rights and privileges, then no government, no courts should take that away. And that's exactly what the Dobbs decision court made. And that's the, you know, I want to make this the third episode of Dobbs Decision. Now, thank you for everyone to uh, listening in. I know passions can run high in this kind of discussions. You know, no one should be blamed for that. Although I do prefer everybody, you know, keep it civil. Even though my next episode is nothing about being civil. In the next episode, I'm going to talk about when the lawyers turned into a violent insurrectionist and, and the civil war is all the rage today. So until then, you know, have a great rest of your weekend and I'll see you next Sunday. Thank you. Bye-bye.